walk right in and don't doubt it. It's right there in that city for you. I have no idea who has the door or who owns it, but you're going to walk right in now. And then they laugh and they say, Lord Jesus, confirm that word. Let it happen. Hung the phone up. I walked away. Bing, bing, the phone rang again. The phone rang. Pastor, would you believe it? I said, believe what? Guess what happened? As soon as I hung up, I had a phone call telling me there's a place for me. And I, and I asked, how much? He said, right within the money I have in my hand. And I said to the person, I don't smoke, I don't take dope, I don't drink, I don't go to party. He said, you got to drink some things. And oh no, I'm high on Jesus. I call it instant answer to prayer. Tonight I'm about to give you an instant answer to prayer. Let's worship God. Now, Friday, I felt in the Holy Ghost to do this because Friday won't be in here having service like this. Turn to this first page that I gave you there. Now, none of you in this church even remember me ever talk, teaching this to you or even believing this. But I'm going to tell you something, friend. You are not going to help anybody in McMurray with fear, because this city is conditioned to fear. They've learned to live with it. What they have not yet discovered is a secret of Christian's prosperity. I want to talk to you about that. I want you to change the way how you witness. I want you to be a messenger of hope. I don't want you, well, the eventual end of anybody is either hope or hopelessness, of course. But I want you to be a messenger of hope. The secret of Christian's prosperity. Now, I showed you a chart before about the benefit of Christianity. I don't know if any of you have used it or even know where it's at. But I gave you all a copy of it, and I don't know how many of you have ever used it on anybody. Because there's nobody in McMurray that will ever talk against that. Because everybody you're going to meet are going to want what that chart says. And everything on the chart is correct. The secret of Christian's prosperity. It says, question the rich fool ask, What is the Almighty that we should serve Him? And what profit should we have if we pray to Him? People that don't attend church, this church, have no idea why you are so naive and attend to this place. Because they do not know that you have this in the background. They know absolutely nothing about it. And I'm trying to help you to give some answers tonight. Now, you may not reflect before their eyes, or unless they accredit something else, but this is a arena of prosperous people. We live in two worlds. 
We have a world that belongs to us above the sun. Nothing down here can go there. And we live under the sun. I want to talk to you about living under the sun. And the prosperity that belongs to us. Now, these are Job's friend dealing with Job in his prosperity. And so, on the left side of my chart, it says the mysteries of the people of God. Why should we serve God? What benefit it is? If they walk through that door and see you need it, they see you come and they see you give an offering and they see no benefit for you paying a tither offering when you do the act. And also, they want to know where your strength lies. What makes you keep coming back? What makes you keep doing what you're doing? As they see no prosperity, no benefit in their eyes. And why do some prosper? And others don't. Obviously, all Christians will prosper. Some get it all down here, and later some more. And some have to wait till they get over there to get it all. But I believe both worlds are for us. Now, Job 21, 13 to 15 is where the question was asked. It says, why do we waste our time to serve God? Are we really wasting our time serving God? All right? Why is it? Because it seems like the sinners have it what? All. Look what it says here. They spend their days in wealth and the moment go down to the grave. Therefore they say unto God, Depart from us, for we desire the knowledge of thy ways. What is the Almighty that we should serve him? And what profit should we have if we pray unto him? To them their almighty dollar is the only way. Then they die and go to hell afterwards. Christians says differently. Then in Malachi 3 and verse 13 and 15, and those questions pass your mind too, because you see prosperity of the wicked. But the difference between prosperity and blessings, I ought to be blessed to be prosperous. Because you can't take my blessing away. You can rob my prosperity. We can, you can take my blessing. Because blessing comes from God. God defends that for Job. And they are asking God, God said, Your words have been started against me, said the Lord. You say, What have we spoken so much against thee? You said it's vain to serve God. And what profit is it that we have kept his ordinance? And that we should have walked mournfully before the Lord of hosts. And now we call the proud happy, and they that work wickedness are set up, and they attempt God are even delivered. Now, when the, when the world look at you, that's exactly what they're saying about you. Saying you're wasting your time going to church. What benefit? You're just a failure. And uh, too bad sometimes Christians think they're right. And begin to question God. Why am I fasting? Why am I praying? Why am I doing all this thing? All my prayers about my wants. Does anybody get that? So the unanswered prayers deal with your wants. Because your needs are always supplied. Now, why don't some prosper? The 24th chapter of the book of St. Chronicles, in verse 20. 
Some people have a problem dealing with this. And the Spirit of God came upon Zechariah, the son of Jody. The priest was stood above the people and said unto them, Thus said God, Why transgress ye the commandments of the Lord, that you cannot prosper? Because you have forsaken the Lord, he has forsaken you. So, if it's a Christian don't prosper and, and are blessed, then this is the reason why it will stop that. We know what stopped the flow. And we know how to get the flow going. Amen. The world don't understand that, right? Now, in Hebrews 4 and verse 2, it says, And the word priest didn't profit them. You're supposed to profit. You know, the girl says, I believe I had a double portion from God. So I went home believing that. And now instantly, now the first time I've ever seen her ever behave this way, and it was awesome. It was the positive approach brought the results. Because he that cometh to God must believe that he is. Must believe. Not maybe must believe. And there's a reward. But the Gentiles of the world don't believe that. And so Psalm 78, 41 says what? Yea, they turned their back and tempted God and limited God. In other words, limited God, meaning you put a boundary and say, God, you can't bless me beyond the situation. You can't take me beyond this condition that I'm in. And God said, you have just limited me. And I will not defy the stoplight. Praise God. All right? And they ask someone, where is your strength? Where is your strength? Is it a pocketbook? Is it my education? Is it my family? The Bible says, And the Lord of the Philistines came up on her and said unto her, and said unto her, Entice him and see wherein his strength lieth, and by what means we shall prevail against him, that we may bind him and afflict him. And we'll give unto thee, every one of us, us 1,100 pieces of silver. They want to know why is Samson so strong? What is the secret of the blessing on this man's life? Why can't we do anything to him? Now, Samson know the answer. They don't know the answer. Sometimes the world thinks you're too blessed. They think you're doing something illegal. And sometimes they... They think you're, you are forgotten and you're forsaken. But they're wrong. <laughs> the Lord was with Joseph all the way. Amen. It's the mystery why we serve God. It's a mystery how we're benefited by the Lord. It's a mystery why we pray tonight. Amen. And it seems like God is not prospering us. But is that true? Is it, is it called God delay? And where is our strength? Where is my strength lies? Now, I want to tell you right now, I believe in the 2020, 2020 vision of St. Chronicles, because this is awesome. Let's hear some secret revealed tonight. We got secret strength, secret source, and secret access to God. All right? St. Chronicles 2020. Go there. 2020. St. Chronicles 2020. Go there first. Here's what happened, folks. you got to believe what you're being told. You can't worry about the consequences of God telling you what it is. 
He's going to do it and get the results. Because if you don't, they're going to think you got no strength. They're going to think you have no power. You got no force. It says, and there rose early in the morning and went forth to the wilderness to kill her. Here's a man who had a bad letter sent to him from someone. And he says, I don't have no might, no strength against what I'm dealing with. So God, here's your chance. Kick in. <laughs> and God said, okay, I'll give you a word. Go to battle. I, I heard, I've seen, I know what's going on. And God said, oh, you're, you're, you're Judah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem. Believe in the Lord. Your God. Not their God. Your God. So shall he be established. My establishment is going to come by my belief in my God. So shall I be established. Established means I'm on a rock. The storm comes. It will come. But I'm not going to fall. Believe is prophets. Remember the, the power of persuasion? I'll tell you what those are. Remember those? I'll tell you what those are. You guys are not paying attention to me, but I'm right every time I'm talking to you. You're missing out. So shall it be established. Believe as prophets. So shall he prosper. You're going to have to believe the word that comes to you. And activate it. And do it! Otherwise, if you're not done, Peter, you want fish? Good. But you won't get it if you put your net in that water. You want me to heal you? Take up that bed, otherwise I won't do it. It's just not going to happen. I told you to stretch your hand out. I didn't ask you how long you had the problem. I said, let's stretch your hand out. Hey, you guys told me the bread can't feed the crowd. I didn't ask you that. I said, give it to me. Give it to me. In my hands, when I finish praying, you won't see it multiply, but when you time to start serving it, it will not run out. The bread didn't multiply in their eyes. It just happened. All right? Here are the eight things I put down there for you, church. Where does your help come from? The secret that nobody in the world understands. Our survival. My help cometh from God. Now, if I were in your place, I would read those scriptures. You don't have to. But it's in your interest to read it. Because it become a part of you. Right? And by the way, that's not 2, 6, or 3. It means chapter 26 and verse 3 to 5 and 15 to 18. I hope you know that. Number 2, it's God who teaches how to profit. Let's go there. Well, Psalm 112 and 2 says, My help comes from God. Psalms 48, 17 says, God going to teach me how to profit out of this situation. Others may fail there, but I'm going to prosper. I'm going to prosper rather fail. What it says? It says, The Lord thy God was teacheth thee to profit which lead thee by the way that you should go. I'm not going to lead you astray. I'm going to lead you in the right direction. 
And when you go in my direction, you're going to prosper. Because the word of the Lord did try the person, right? Number three, our secret on the fact that God is always there to fulfill my petition. Psalms 20 and verse 4 to 5. The Lord grant thee to thine own heart, according to your own heart, and fulfill all thy counsel. We will rejoice in thy salvation, God. And in the name of our God, we'll set our banner. The Lord fulfill all. Now, what am I doing right now? I'm answering the prayer you were going to pray tonight. Everything I'm doing tonight is a response from God. God don't want you to come and chant to Him tonight. He's telling me, I know what you're going to come and say to me. And I'm giving you answer from my word. And I expect you to grasp it, embrace it, and say, yes, I just heard from God. Well, that was Pastor Neil talking. I didn't say he is God. He's reading God's word to us. Hello? Behold, I give you an open door. Step right in. Walk right into it. Number four. God's name defend thee and send you help out of Zion. I'm going to defend you. I'm going to help you. I'm going to send you a squad, a legion of angels. The Lord hear thee in the day of trouble. The name... So you didn't ask me to preach this. You didn't tell me to preach, but I'm coming to preach because God said preach it to you. Long before you even thought about it coming here, God said, go preach that. Because somebody in church need to hear this. The Lord hear thee in the day of trouble. The name of the God of Jacob, defend thee. i got a defense. Send you help from the sanctuary. That place that they said is a wasted time. God said, that's where your help is. And strengthen thee out of Zion. Well, I'm going to get a response. You're not stupid that they tell you. You're not wasting your time. You're not praying in vain. Come on. <laughs> Come on. They're the fools, not you. Number four, God's name defend thee and send thee help out of Zion. Number five, God fulfill all of our petitions and our wishes. The secret of benefits. Brother Merlin, as long as I know this, they can't mess me up. I don't care who talks. Not in the church, not outside the church. I don't care what they say. I got one buddy here called The Bible. And I get my direction from that. Praise God. Hallelujah. God is my helper. God said, I will fulfill all of thy petitions. Huh? Verse 3, go there. Point number 5. I'm at point number 5. Remember all thine offerings, right? And accept thy burnt... What? Sacrifice. Next verse. Go on, please. Next verse. Verse 4. Come on. Anybody moving on? Grant thee according to thine own heart and fulfill some. 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 
Let's read on some more. What does the next verse says? Go on some more. We will rejoice in thy salvation, and in thy name our God we shall set up our shop. I'm going to set up shop. Better than Walmart. Better than Tim Horton. Ah, come on. You see, you come to pray, but you didn't expect God to answer your prayer. You didn't expect God to have a response. You think it's the Lord every time when I'm jumping. God said, no, I'm going to give an answer tonight. The Lord fulfilled all my petition. All my petition. All my petition. Whether it be emotional, psychological, spiritual, or developmental, whatever it is, God said, oh! Strengthen me. It's where God talk to me. When I leave here, I leave with a message. Number six. God. Not Satan. It's in Cross 26, verse 4 to 5. And he did this, which was right in the sight of the Lord, according to all his father, as that did. And he sought God in the days of Zechariah, who had understanding, listen now, in visions of God. And as long, as long as he sought the Lord, God made him. My wife and I have another thing going. She said, honey, we are going to do what's right. Because we love prosperity. We love blessings. We love opportunity. I don't care what anybody said. I don't care what the devil said. He can bark all he wants. He can roar all he wants. I'm going to do what's right in the sight of God. And God says, as long as he obeyed the vision, oh, come on now. I'll make the provision. Give him the promises of the premises. Hallelujah. God said, ah, God made him to prosper. Hallelujah. Brother Beaton, I was born to prosper. Hey, I was born to be blessed. When I left Egypt, I left the bondage land. I'm going to the blessing land. I'm on my way to Canaan's land. But guess what? I've arrived there. Praise God. God made whatever He touched to prosper. Now, you were told in the conference we had, have you done the blessing test? Psalms 1 3. Point number 7. What am I doing? I'm answering the question. Why do I serve God? How am I benefited? Why, 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 backstarters don't prosper? Where's my strength? I'm telling you, eight things I know about my prosperity, my blessing from God. And the Lord says this, when you get this revelation, and you're sitting in the right place, amen, you're sitting in the right place, it's in the house of the Lord. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. You know what I mean by, by rivers of water? You're always receiving nourishment. You're being nourished all the time. 
that bringeth forth is fruit in the season. If I was some of you guys, I'd go to bed every night on this. I'd, I'd sleep on this tape. I would sleep on it. I'll sleep and say, God, make me, make me become this. What I'm hearing. Because it goes in your subliminal. And personally, there's no room for anything else but the blessing of the Lord is in this place. And whatsoever he, by the word, that word he is a plural and, and, and feminine and, and both, mean both. He'll mean he doeth shall prosper. What are you doing right now? He's going to prosper. I'm going to prosper. Because I ask God for it. I'm sitting in the right place for God to prosper me. I'm sitting right there. I don't put no limits in God. God told me there's nothing too hard for him. Therefore, I'm in good hands. Mm. What am I doing tonight? I'm answering your prayer. Before you pray. This won't happen every night. But tonight is the night. Tonight is the night. When God said, before you pray, I'm going to answer your prayer. Somewhere in here, you find an answer. Somewhere in here, you locked on. Hallelujah. Somewhere in the scripture, you divine the stake your claim and say, this is mine. This is mine. You didn't expect this, but tonight God set you up for it. God brought you here to do something for us. Hello? Psalms 1-3. I'm sitting in the right place. So, why go home and sit down and cry? Why do you go to church? I want to sit in the right place. I want to sit where God can bless me. I want to go to the house of the Lord where God can see me. I want to go where God can hear me. I want to go where my strength lies. You don't have to go because you don't want to. But I go to get a blessing out of it. Hello? Hello? Come on, someone. Not everybody in God's presence get blessed. Hello? He went by the pool with a bunch of impotent people there. And then he went met one guy. And one guy realized how omnipotent Jesus Christ was. And he left there more important than the rest impotent folks there. Come on, somebody. Because they walk in and walk out. I mean, I should join them. Praise God. Hallelujah. Point number eight. And whatever you do is going to prosper. So do something. Come on. And his master saw that the Lord is with him. Right beside him. Right now, Jesus Christ. Right beside him. Right here. He's over there too. Sitting right beside your lap is Jesus Christ. Why don't you just nudge him right now? Why don't you just touch Jesus right now? Come on, somebody. Touch him right now. Come on. Say, Lord, I can feel you. Oh, God, I, I can feel the breast of angels' wings. Uh, come on, the cherubs. Are, come, I feel surrounded. Oh, He said, there I in your midst. Do you believe that? Come on, then how do you sit there like that? He's in your midst. Do something. Praise God. Now God says, and his master saw that the Lord was with him. The boss going to look at you and say, you're so different. You're ten times more efficient. You're ten times smarter. You deserve a bless. My boss, you said to me one time, hey, I'm going to tell you, but don't tell the rest. Don't tell the rest. Hallelujah. They didn't like it, but said, don't worry about them. Hallelujah. 
God can elevate you in the midst of your enemy. It's so nice when God take out that velvet and spread it before your enemy. I said, climb on it. Hallelujah. Praise God. And his master saw that the Lord was with him. They're going to see one day God's with you. And that the Lord made all that he did. See, the problem with you is you just won't step up and start doing things. They will never know until you step out. When you step out and start doing things, then God will show up. But right now, God has no, he has no assignment. He moved up to that. Hello? There's, a, there's Goliath out there. My clock says he, he lived over time here. David says, Goliath, you live five minutes too long. You're as good as dead if I get before you. Forty days Goliath survived. Goliath should never live to be forty days older if Israel would just stepped in that place. But David said, You're in borrowed time. You live forty days too long. And he stepped out. I said he stepped out. Hallelujah. Pick up five stones and said, Today I'm gonna to give you a rest he never had before. <laughs> Hallelujah. And the Lord, it was the Lord behind the stone, honey. It's not David, it's God. Pow! Not by sword. Not by shield. He said, you come against me with your sword and your shield. But I have come in the name of the Lord. And they start prophesying. And they both are prophesying. One said, I'm going to give your head to the crows and I'm going to give your head to the birds. Hallelujah. And on the one word that confirmed. Praise God. You know, God couldn't understand why the words of Jezebel frightened Elijah such. But he ran. It's the most unanswered question there is in the Bible. Why would a mighty man full of the power of God run from, oh, wishy-washy Jezebel that can't even brush her teeth good? Huh? She smelled like a Zidonian. And she ran. And God said, What are you doing here? Stop feeling sorry for yourself. You poor little thing. Get out of here. You act like I'm handicapped. Look at this. Pow! And the mountain shook. And the rocks broke up. Look what your God can do. Pow! Look how powerful you got. Pow! What did you prophesy about my power? Pow! Hallelujah. And then God said, that's not enough. Watch this. An earthquake. I can shake the ground under her feet. What did he give her the command? You know, prior to this, every time he spoke, God does it. And the one time he didn't speak, he ran. Can somebody get up and prophesy right now? And say, in three days, my enemy is going to drop dead. Bang! If you say it right now, it's going to happen. If you say it right now, in three days, I'm telling you, get, get the undertaker. We're about to have a funeral around here. There's about to be a funeral around here. Because the Holy Ghost is talking. 
And I'm sorry for who that person might be. I hope it's not me. But praise God, somebody, the Trump did. Suddenly, sit down. And my friend, God raised up Jehu, and Jehu forgot to run from her. He said, throw that wicked woman down before I get up there. <laughs> and boy, he threw her down, and the dog licked her bones. <clears throat> now, number eight. And whatsoever he did, God made it to prosper. I have no idea what you're doing. But you're on a journey of prosperity. Because you serve God. I know you're not even around here. You are set up for benefits because you serve God. You are established by divine order for prosperity because you serve God. You are going to profit because you serve God. You are going to be used of God because you wouldn't limit God. And your strength is Jesus the Christ. The devil don't want you to hear this. But before you came to prayer meeting tonight, God ordained me to talk to you as a messenger of the hope and to tell you this, that God is alive and well. The secret of us. We're rich, but we're no fools. Amen. Point number nine. God promised you the same promise you get to Joshua. Every one of you in this church is a Joshua. I told you that a week, this week, that God's going to tell you you're a bunch of midget with a giant in your chest. Tell the person I say that. Come on. You're a, you're a midget in your own eyes, but you're a giant inside of you. You can be small in your own eyes, but there are giants inside of you. I'd rather the giants inside of me than the giants outside of me. Come on, somebody. Why can't you believe God? What makes you think your life going to change God's, God's reputation? This is a buy on God. This Bible is a buy on God. The history of God. The blessing of God. What makes you think you can make God null and void? God said there's nothing too hard for Him. And you don't come and break that situation. You can't. Hallelujah. Long when your sins dead and gone, He's still answering prayer. He's still blessing people. He's still prospering people. He's still performing miracles. still happen. Tonight there's going to be one. There's going to be one in your home. One in your life. One in my life. One in everyone else's life. Because God still works miracles. He said, now God. Now. Now faith in God. I didn't come to this church for naught. I didn't come to pray in vain. Praise the Lord. Joshua 1, 3 to 10. I love this. God, I love the street, man. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise God. I call this the Wall Street message. My Wall Street ain't going to fall down. I was thinking on Sunday. They sell on the stock market 
precious metals, precious gold, precious silver, precious this. But in this church, only one thing is precious, the precious blood of Jesus Christ. I'm telling you, at four in the morning I'm praying, and, and God said, me, get up, boy, and pray, because I want you to tell my people there's a miracle in the making. I'm praying at three in the morning. Why? Because I said, go tell my people. I'm going to tell Pharaoh, let you go. I'm going to let you go from the hand of Pharaoh. He's not going to badger you anymore. Come on. Hallelujah. God says, you just stay in the confine of my word. You're going to have good success. I'm going to prosper you. And nobody will be able to stand before you without my permission. I want to tell you right now, Satan has no right on my property. He has to get rights from God. He has to ask permission to touch me. He can't even talk to me without coming through Jesus Christ. He said, no man can pluck me out of his hand. He's too big. <laughs> He's too strong. <laughs> He's too mighty. Hey, you didn't say we're a midget God. Your God is not some of the icon. Your God is mighty, powerful. He's the El Shaddai. Come on, church. <laughs> I'm trying to tell you, God, that you can pray before you pray it. You came here to whine and grind. I mean, I come to worship. God says, every place you put your feet, is yours. And when you entitle deed to it, you're going to own it. It's all yours. Just don't let any words get out of your heart. And God says, quit worrying about the enemy and meditate on me day and night. Meditate on the promises. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God says, you must meditate. Well, some of you are just vegetating away. The cycles of fear, wrong belief, wrong thinking. Huh? Loss of confidence, believing a lie, disturbed mind. Come on, somebody. Irrational action. Come on. Careless thinking. God says, change, my friend, maybe she says, get rid of that stinking thinking. <laughs> oh, Lord, I miss Wayman so much. God promised you that. Step out. Memory is yours. Any house in memory is yours. Any job in this city is yours. Any position is yours. You will never convince me that God can't stick you anywhere He wants you. Hey, the heavens rule. He rules. But, you know, Peter, if you want fish, you got to put your net down like I told you to. And not lead to your own understanding, but lead to God's plan. Number 10, 2 John 1 to 3. God are going to prosper not only my soul, but my health. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I said, God, 
You gave me all that nice food to eat. It shouldn't be a curse to me. Lord have mercy. I should be enjoying this and amen and take a toothpick out and, and bless you in the process. You know how the Jews pray for their meal? Not before they eat, after they eat and they burp. That mean was successfully went down. And it's the right to give God the glory. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. Hello? Read what it says here. I wished above all. Right? Look at verse 1. Verse 1. He says, I want you to what? Go to verse 2, please. Verse 2. Come on, folks, come on. All right? He said the truth. What? Let's go. Verse 3. All right? Is it First John? Six. I want... Let's find right here. Second John, I want. Second John 1. Go there. Is that 2 John or 1 John? You didn't get it. I'm going to find it right now. I want third John, three John. I want one person got the Holy Ghost. She figured it out. I'm not sure what you got. Beloved, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health even as thy soul prospereth. Now, is, is God wasting his time with all these scriptures? Lord have mercy. God says, I want you to prosper in soul and in health. That should be third John, by the way. Hello. Come on now. Hallelujah. He promised you and me not to put those diseases on us. If he does, heal us. Make me whole. Set me up for a blessing. Point number 11. Psalm 35, 27. He giveth what? What does He give you? Let the Lord be magnified, which hath pleasure in the prosperity of His of His saints, His servants. Be honest. Which of you ever served God one time in your life? All the time, He's the one blessing us. You've never served God one time. All we do is just eat about His blessings. Think about it, church. You say, well, uh, I've been serving the Lord for 25 years. You never served one day. He's doing all the work. And you're collecting all the blessings. Isn't that true? Is that true? Hello? It says here, let them shout for joy. Go ahead. And be glad that favor my righteous cause. God, favor my cause. Let him say continually, let the Lord be magnified, which hath pleasure in my prosperity. Ah, Lord of mercy. Woo! Come on, somebody. I know what you want me to say. Well, what a bad world. What a messed up world. Well, I tell you the obvious. You already know that. Let's talk about where we need to be. 
He giveth joy with prosperity. Point twelve. God prospers how often? First Corinthians sixteen one to five. Lord God, God says that every man put away as the Lord prospered. If God didn't prosper you, please walk out that door right now because you're in the wrong club. This is God's blessing club. Weekly, God blessed us. Praise God. God know I live weekly, and God gonna bless me weekly. But I may have to give. And I found out I got to give away that God can fill things up. God could not fill up filled vessels. You only want empty vessels. And that's why you always give, 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 give. And I learned when God touched somebody's heart to give to me, not to turn it down, because when I receive it, they get a blessing. Hello? I want to tell you that lady didn't serve that meal just for herself. She saved that for the prophet. Hello? That oil wasn't left there by mistake. God knew she was going to want it. And she despised it. But God says, what's in your house? That's yours. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. All right, God said, we can want to bless the church. All right, number 13. God prosper us in some of our efforts. Oh! There is no church in Fort McMurray that can convince me, Pastor Dean, that they're more blessed than me. I don't care if they run to be 10,000. I don't care if they got gold in every teeth in their mouth. I don't care if they own a Fort Knox bank. No. Oh, no. I don't have filthy lucre. I've got the blessing of the Lord that make it rich and add no sorrow. And when we come time, we're going to retirement out of this world to a higher world. Let's praise Jesus. Let's praise Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Praise the Lord. And the Lord, what? You know, Ezekiel was the guy that God blessed. God prospered him in all his work. Could sort of take those working hands right now and say, God, hear my fingers. Go fingers. Silver fingers, diamond. I was praying, and God showed me this church. He said, your church is an oyster. And he opened it up and showed me pearls. God showed me pearls. God said, everybody in your church are pearls. I told you, the judge is going to be here. The doctor is going to be here. The law is going to be here. Everybody's going to be here. He said, where are they? They're coming. They're coming. They're on the way to Canaan's land. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If the devil don't believe it, ah, ha, ha, ha. I know it's going to be true. It's going to be true, brother. You're going to see it for yourself. And say, bye. He didn't talk about it. But here it is now. My eyes are beholden. I feel like this guy called Simeon. Lord, now my eyes have seen the glory of the Lord. <clears throat> I used to feel like Anna. I finally touch him that my soul longeth. Divine breakthrough. We were told that God, a camp meeting, we're told a camp meeting, God in one service can save a hundred people. You talking about instamatic camera? I'm having instamatic dream. I'm having in technicolor. Hallelujah. Wow, a kaleidoscope 
of what can be and will be. Somebody got to believe that God is alive. If God prospers Hezekiah, He can prosper us. If God water the field of Goshen, He can water this field in Fort McMurray. One year, in our beginning of the city, the little tiny building we're in, as big as a bathroom. I'll never forget one sister made a terrible remark. And she didn't hurt me, she hurt herself. And the words came back to me, that's what she said. I said, God's going to pave this highway. But you see, pave up there right now was not paved. It was all dirt road. God's going to pave it. I was going to say, God, be housed around here, such like. And while I was talking, the little bill next door to us, the city was discussing the topic. Then she changed and said, Oh, he read it in the paper. You know, some people don't want to scrap things to bills above, but they also try to diminish what the Holy Ghost can do. Well, some so told you, Honey, my Bible tells me there's a man in the Bible that knows what you do in your bedroom. There's a God who knows what you're thinking before you thought it. There's a God who knows the thinker, the thought, and the thought of the thinker. There's a God that knows where you are. And God knows your address. He said, go down by the seaside. There's a salmon down there. He's a tanner. And there's Simon the fisher. God knows the difference between the salmons. That bird didn't make a mistake. God knows the top churches. And when well, you'll send that bird right here. God knows where the widows are, and God will send you right there. God knows where the fishes are. He said, put your net down there. Anybody believe that? Come on. The secret of the benefits of this church is being revealed. It was conceived, but not being revealed. Hallelujah. Let's worship God. The person that's persecuted the most in the church is the person that God is going to make a platinum saint out of. That's why the devil attacked them the most. Let me sift them for a while to show you they're not deserving of where they're supposed to go. Satan knew when he talked to Adam. He was dealing with a man that God gave dominion to and power and authority. And he knew if I could take it from him, I will. And he took it from him. And the Bible says, the devil told Jesus 4,000 years later, all this was given to me. God never gave it to him. Adam did. Adam gave to Satan authority dominion. It became his world. But the world had belonged first to Adam and Eve. Satan, if he's bothering you, you mark it down. You're an oyster. The irritation is there to turn you into secreted dominant pearls. And it's coming at you, my friend. And you should recognize this. And if you ever start shouting, he's going to start pouting. 
Come on, Jesus. Talk to us, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Turn, turn this crowd around. Hey, hey, look at us really good. We won't always be small. We may start small, but we're not going to stay small. We may be poor, but we won't stay poor. We're going to grow because God says so. And I'm preaching what God says. And God says there's a benefit in serving God in truth and righteousness. Hallelujah! Lord, give me a vision. I said, now, Brother Neil, your Sunday school staff is too small. He said, I'm going to give you... He said, you can't handle what I'm about to do. You can't handle it. He said, you don't have enough qualified people around here. He said, your people are not qualified to what I want to do. And they don't know how to deal with uh, conflict resolution. They don't know how to cross-pollinate the lack of skills and one thing God wants to do is retain what he brought in and God says time to train what, what are you trying to do I'm trying to train you guys I'm trying to train you guys hallelujah I got rid of the tears a long time ago I'm still working with the, with the chaffs I'm working with the chaffs but after the chaff is dealt but then come the, the beautiful seed Amen. God says, time to train. Praise God. God said, don't worry about the people, what they think. You do as I tell you. Do as I tell you. Some of you won't believe that God told me these things. I don't care what you believe. I'm going to tell you what I want. You don't tell me your plan. I'm going to tell you God's plan. And if you don't like it, step aside. Hallelujah. God's going to do his plan and make it happen because God is on the last days right now. And it's time to bring in the harvest. And the harvest don't have time to mess around with foolishness. Hallelujah. Come on, church. It's time to grow. It's time to think big. It's time to be used of God. It's time to pollinate. It's time to regenerate. It's time to expand our vision. Praise God. God's going to lead people from far to come here. And send the works. Why do you think I'm doing this, church? Why do you think I'm doing this? I know my job description. I know where I'm at. Praise God. It's up to you to run with it. I was preaching one time in the States. My wife was not here tonight because she wanted to. But uh, something happened in our fellowship, our branch works. And while I was preaching in, was it Florida or some state? I don't know where it was, but I was preaching there. And then this guy came by. They said he's a prophet. And whatever he said, flow through him. And I was a presbyter at that time, executive presbyter. So I was there preaching. And then he showed up. And they gave him the mic, and he started talking. And I was preaching. He came and he says, he says, Elder, I know you're my bishop, but can I talk to you? Is it okay to have that permission? I said, go ahead and talk about what God said. He said, you have lost a whole bunch of stuff from the minds of people that did not deserve what you have, didn't know what you're trying to do, and the devil tripped them up, and they're gone. But he said, God said, I tell you, the last crop will be different. God said to tell you, hallelujah, they come from far, far, 
see what you've been trying to do with the first crop. And they're going to grab it and run with it. What he didn't know was, J.T. Pugh told me the same thing. Brother Goddard told me the same thing. Amen. Randy Keith told me the same thing. I'm telling church, we're getting to that dimension now. People are having dreams and vision of this church. Seeing it. Experiencing it. Oh, we have time today. Hallelujah. What God is doing. Why, church? Because God promised to prosper His church before He comes. Did you know? Turn to the first chapter. Book of Exodus. I want to show you where this church is. The biggest drawback to this church has never been an outside force. Never has been. It's always been untrained mind that could not see what he's trying to do. Christ on the cross was an inside job. Did you know that? They couldn't touch him. When he spoke, he fall down. Oh, I mean, never man's this man that's scared to touch him. They did an inside job to put him on the cross. They could not do it. Because he would not use his force and his authority on the inside. Praise God. Read what happened. Seventy souls went down to Egypt. How many? Seventy. The average size of that church was seventy. Hello. They had a Joseph in their midst. Hello. Dreamer. Who left him a promise. God is going to visit this place. God going to show up around here. Hallelujah. Just a beating. How does this look when compared to the former place? Awesome. Beautiful. Pricey. Classy. Debonair, illustrious, superb, excelente, mucara, grande. What do you think? Awesome? You qualify to say. Hallelujah. God going to visit this place. God going to do something. And my bone's going to be here to watch it happen. But take my bone when I leave. Hallelujah. And church, the Egyptian says, those, those Hebrew girls, they're lively. They're lively. It's going to be lively the church, folks. It's going to be lively the church. Lively the church. And the Bible said, they begin to grow. Refresh that. Please read it. They began to grow and what? They were fruitful. That's what we're going to become. They increased abundantly. Yes. They multiplied. Yes. They worked exceedingly great. Yes. Until the land was filled with Pentecostal. No 
leap for it to come. Don't wait for joy to come. Leap for it. Don't wait for blessing to arrive. Reach out to it. Ah, come on, church. God did not preach nonsense. He's preaching dollar and cents. I'm going to prophesy now, Jesus. Now, I'm the prophet, but I can speak for the prophet Jesus. This city will be filled with oneness Pentecostal believers. They're in the plants, in the banks, in the streets, in the schools, all over the place. In the stores, everywhere there are. It'll be everywhere. Can you believe it? Shout if you believe it. Shout if you believe it. I will live to see it. You will live to see it. You will hear about it. You will see it happen. And you will recall the former days. Oh, God says that come to pass. In the last days I will pour out of my spirit upon all flesh. Upon all religious people. And they shall come and be filled with the Holy Ghost. And believe there is only one God. One Lord. One faith. One baptism. One God who is above all. Through us all. And in us all. Can you say Amen? Can you say Amen? Come on church. Clap your hands. You see, I'm a fool for Christ. I'm a fool for Christ. Hallelujah. But what's the next verse says? Verse 8. Now there arose a king. You see, the devil will not get mad at us if we're not a threat to him. We are going to grow so much that we'll become a threat to every religion in the city. They're going to call us names, write about us, talk about us, curse us, blame us, but we'll just keep on growing. Can somebody prophesy with me tonight? Come on. Come on, church. Can someone hear me tonight? You know, if I had a son or a daughter right now, I said to them every said for a while. Every morning I said to them, Boy, you're gonna be great. Go to bed, you're gonna be great. Girl, you're gonna be great. Boy, you're gonna be great. Everything that's gonna be great. Great. And my friend is gonna grow up believing that. Believing it. And start living it. Now, we are gonna get stronger. The house that you're in is going to get stronger than the house of your enemy. Chapter 3 and verse 1. See, you folks don't know. There's a church that used to own this building. And they fill every pew in this place. They had cars that line the streets. And I prophesied to them the day will come when I'm going to own your building. Take over your pulpit. Use your baptistry and baptize them in the one God. And then throw it out and bring the oneness of God in this place. I want to tell you, beloved, it's come to pass. And I feel like Caleb. I may be 60 years old, but I still got that evangelistic spirit. 
I'm saying, God, give me that city. Give me that old time city. I still got that fire shut in my bone. I believe that we can do it. Yes, we can. Yes, we will. Come on, church. God wants to stir you up. And that's why I took the time and prayed this and gift to you. Because I want you to have it and believe it. Now, for a long time, there was a war between the house of Saul and the house of David. Now, church, I'm hurrying on here. Is it all right? If I were you, I said, God, don't make him stop. Bring everything on that message. The house of Saul and the house of David. Now, remember Peniah's house and Anna's house. One of these days, your house is going to win. God's not in retirement. Amen. God's in the refining business, not the retirement business. Regeneration. But church, look what happened. But David walked stronger. Church, I feel it's time for us to wax stronger. 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 Did you know Israel could have left Egypt and walked out of there? They were stronger and mightier than the Egyptians. Because they were afraid of them, they attacked them. Did you know that they were attacking you because they're afraid of you? And so he turned around and make you feel afraid of him. But in reality, he hoped to God you don't discover the fact that he's afraid of you. Do you realize that? You're the person who's messing around with you. He's scared to death. You just turn and say, In Jesus' name! I rebuke you. Why don't you try it sometime? And come tell me the result of what happened. Try to tell me what happened. I promise you, you're going to say instant paralysis take place. His house got stronger. This oneness Pentecostal message are going to get stronger and stronger in Fort McMurray. Because, let me tell you, Satan had them long enough. And God says, time to open their eyes, to bring them to the truth, and the war will be over, and victory will come at last. Even Pharaoh saying, you all pray for me. Before I go tonight, I've got to finish my mission. The man God says, I'm on a mission, I'm on a mission tonight. You did not come expecting this. That's how your blessing going to happen to you. When you're at your lowest moment, when it looks like God is gone, you're in the fiery furnace. All of a sudden, the invisible one walks in there, standing right beside you. And you're wondering, why am I not consumed? Why am I not burning? But the enemy see what you can't see. Did I not put three? I see four. Did I not put him in the tomb? The tomb is empty. Didn't I put him in jail? But the jail is empty. He's out there preaching. What happened? God says, I put before you an open door. And no man can shut that door. I want you to speak to your disease right now. disease out. Come on. Evict it right now. Come on. Speak to your disease right now. Speak to your sickness right now. I'm trying to tell you, church. God, you want me to believe. Now, the secret of your strength is, number one, 
is the oneness of God. The day you miss that message, you're lost. Hey, this church is built on one thing, the oneness of God. You take that from this church, and everything I said comes to naught. Drama 6.4. The next thing that this church hangs on is the purity of our doctrine. Uncompromising. Hebrews 6, 1 to 8. The next thing this church hangs on is commitment to evangelism. Acts 5, 42. They cease not to teach and preach the name of Jesus. You don't have to mention other religion by name. Just mention Jesus alone by name. Come on. The next thing is everybody in this church is going to be valiant for truth. 3 John 3. Come on, somebody. The next thing is people of this church have come to the place and learned to be sacrificial in their giving and dynamic living. Romans 12, 1 to 6, you gave your body the living sacrifice. All right? Tithe and offering is the secret of your bank account. Malachi 3 and verse 3 to 18. Number, next, next, this point here, you're loyal to the cause. Philippians 2, 20 to 22, you care naturally. And the next point is, you are an overcomer. Chapter 2 and verse 16 of Philippians. And this thing is, it's profitable when I preach to you. It profits you. Because you go out there and you execute it and God make it happen. Come on. Come on, church. I'm hurrying on here. You know, the next thing the devil hates is you loving and forgiving one another. He can't stand that. No malice. Hello. Hello. No animosity. No bullying spirit. All the goats gonna be step out. Just the sheep gonna hang around here. Ephesians four thirty two. Now we are the children of Christ. I'm coming to the finishing line here. You put a pause there pretty soon. We are a united family. We're one man's children. Ephesians three fifteen. We're bonded by love. Psalms one thirty three and verse one. It's pleasant to watch us dwell together in unity. I love the way these young boys on Sunday night don't compete. I'm watching them. They're not in competition. They come with their heart wide open. They're not saying who's the greatest. Don't ever go there. Just give what you have and sit down. Praise God. We have one common destiny. The tree of life. First Corinthians one ten. Hello? We're speaking one mouth, one one accord. All of one accord. Genesis 11, 6. Amen? We share togetherness. Acts 4, 31 and 33. Having all things in common. Amen. Next point we have. Amen. We give ourselves to God. Jude 5. and not uh, Judges 5, verse 2. Where is one people. Alright? Then we are servants of each other. Let's stand. Romans 16, 1. We're charitable. Acts 4, 34, 35. I want to, this is a good prayer meeting. Amen. I don't know about you folks. I've had this experience before. I was so angry at my day, angry at my situation. I went to God to cry out and burp and complain. You know what God did? I started singing in tongues. God says, sing. I don't want to hear this whining sound. I want to hear a singing sound. Who caught Taya Bahaya? 
I began to sing with the tongues of angels. You haven't lived until you're singing tongues, my friend. Hallelujah. 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 I find God waking up at 3 in the morning to pray now. Something is on the making. Something about a break. Acts 2, 42. Fellowship. 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 I'm not going to call no name. But to my wife, every time I see somebody come to this church and they're new, it's always the same person picking them up and putting them in their car. I thought, that's not right. But for that person, it's right. Because they are earmarked for supernatural prosperity from God. Hallelujah. You know the hero in that story? It was not the innkeeper. It's the one that picked up the man. When God defined the neighbor, the neighbor was not the priest or the Levite. It was not even the innkeeper. It was the one that picked up the person and brought them. And they stayed for an extra night. I said, I got to go. But when I come back, I'm following up to see if it's okay. Follow up ministry is the key. It's the key. God said, I want to answer your prayer before you pray. My phone rang. Pastor, as I hang the phone up, it rang. They said, I don't know where I'm going to live. I don't know where to go. But I want something I can afford God worked upon the desires of the heart. Would you bow your heads right now? And let's bring the prayer meeting to a close. You're my God. Stop talking about Satan. Talk about Jesus. Brag on Jesus. Brag on Jesus. Brag on Jesus. Yatalama Santoromo. Shukumahalahala. Huria Mahashalala Mahanda. Shaka Mahaya. Thank you for answering this prayer tonight. Now I'm equipped to answer my enemies. When they ask me, where is my strength? My strength is in the sanctuary. My feet nigh slip until I entered into the house of the Lord. Then I saw their end and had a vision of mine. Ushabahat. God answer your prayers tonight. Your prayer will be answered tonight. While you were coming to pray, God answered your prayer. I want this church. I want this church signal to God right now. Come on, church. I want you to signal to God tonight. God.
I'm going to tell you something here, and I'm going to confirm it. And this week, get ready for a supernatural visit from God. When Jesus Christ was on the cross, He says, If I go another way, the Comforter will not come. Because He was the Comforter. So He had to go. Right? He said, Wait in Jerusalem. Don't, don't go anywhere else until you have a presence of God. The Holy Ghost came down, and they were filled with the Holy Ghost. From that day, He never left them. Now, church... Unlike Adam and Eve, you don't have a literal Jesus to look at. Unlike the apostles, you don't have Jesus to look at either. You got the Holy Ghost. But most of you have a problem relating to the Holy Ghost. Because it's not tangible. He's not tangible. You can touch him. And you're dealing with human body. But I want to tell you, it's the word of God to you and me. Everything you'll ever pray about, I don't care, from now till a billion years, the answer is in this book. And I want to tell you right now, every prayer you're praying, and you have prayed, the response to your prayer is in this book. Tangible and intangible. Visible and invisible. Difficult or easy. Fleshly or spiritual. Mortal or immortal. As God liveth. God says, don't expect me to come down. I'm already down here. He is in the written form. And I want to tell you, when he was in that temple, he was in many forms because he was literally standing in flesh. But he also had himself word and is not here in the flesh but in this Bible pick up your Bible church pick up your Bible I stand on the authority of this word I will never be disappointed God will save people from Fort McMurray God will baptize many people in the city God will open their eyes. God will give a revelation that they need Him. He's the one true God. God will do that. Don't Satan rages, not a problem. Jesus is alive on these pages. The Lord, now the Spirit speaking, and I believe that the Spirit is still here. Let's thank God that your prayer is answered. Let's thank God tonight that you got the result from God tonight. Let's thank God the preacher heard from God. I'm a messenger. I come to tell you what God said. God said, you are going to have benefits from serving Him. Ah, come on! Lord, we thank you tonight. In the name of Jesus, God, I'm so thankful that your word is so comforting. Lord, I remember when we didn't have this building. And the same preaching, and I'm preaching right now. I used to preach back then. You remember that? You don't forget that. How could you? And I brag on you. Some didn't believe, some believe. Some left, some stayed. But one thing I know, you remain the same. Lord, I'm in this building right now. And this God is a testimony 
of divine fulfillment of a dream, a promise, an utterance that came from preaching. And Lord, I believe this same book going to take me to the next level of conversion, regeneration, a full house. I'm not coming with my quivers empty. I'm coming back, God, shut out of my heart. When people baptize in the name of Jesus, Lord, let there be a revival of the book of Acts chapter 2. I pray in the name of Jesus. I pray, God, let us multiply. Let us grow. Let us expand. Let us see vision. Hallelujah. Revelation. Hallelujah. Divine inspiration. Send the Holy Ghost right now over the city. Send your angels of revelation. Oh God, put this church in the hearts of people to come to the door and hear the word of the Lord and be touched and be blessed. I believe it. I receive it. I embrace it. I confess it. I'm standing on it, Jesus, that you are one God. And Lord, one last favor I'm asking you. And I'm stepping in the role of Elijah. Let this people know that there is no Trinity. But I have preached one God according to your word. Now, Lord, send the fire. Send the fire upon this altar of this church. And let the people confess Jesus is God, not a God. Not a second person of some triune agreement, but he's Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. Now, God, if what I'm saying is not true, then ignore every word I said and bless them and not us. But if I am correct, let it be seen that the blessing of the Lord is in this house. And you will confirm my word as long as I preach it right in the name of Jesus. And I want you to say to me like you said to Solomon, your eyes will be here. Your ears will be here. And your heart will be here. Let there be healing, deliverance, answers to prayer, revelation, not for my sake, but for the Son of God's sake in the name of Jesus. I receive it in Jesus' name. Brother O'Donnell, with boneless, pray and give God thanks right now. Shabbat. Shabbat. Yes. Shika. Oka. Shukumahalalaba. Shatalaba. 
Say, I believe God. As it was reported, I hide it in my heart. Go home and prosper. Walk in your house like you own it. And say, God, this is that.